Welcome to the Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to have financial freedom. Quit that J-O-B, that just overbroke job, by investing in real estate so you never, ever have to work a job again. Today, I'm super pumped to bring on a fantastic investor. He invests in rental properties, invests in short-term properties, mid-term properties. He even does notes, financing notes, and makes a lot of money to do it. He's going to show us how we can do this as well. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Hey, what's going on? Super pumped, as always, to have you here on the show. Today, I am bringing on a fantastic real estate investor. I actually met this investor, I want to say it was like 2018. We were at a conference. He's a podcaster as well. I love talking to podcasters. I mean, we're like, we're cut from the same cloth in a sense. You know, we love getting behind the microphone, just helping people out. And he became a friend of mine. And in becoming friends, like we would see each other at conferences, we'd be on each other's podcasts, and he's been on this podcast at least once or twice before. Uh, But at the same time, he's a fantastic real estate investor. And in fact, he kind of quit podcasting for a little bit to invest more fully in real estate, but then he realized how much he missed it. And now he's back too, which is great. But at the same time, I invited him to come speak at the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. And you know what's great? Because I have so many awesome real estate investors as friends, I've been able to create this conference that is literally going to be able to every single year, we're going to be bringing such great investors together to help each other out. And this expert investor that I'm bringing on now, he's actually speaking at RubeCon, came to the first one, spoke at RubeCon, and he'll probably be there. At least I'll keep inviting him back because he brings such amazing information and helps us to invest in real estate even better. I want to get you 10% off your pass to the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. Use the promo code PODCAST. Use the promo code PODCAST. I'll give you 10% off of your ticket. And time is running out. You need to get there. And let's say you're listening to this you know, in, in a year or two after this episode airs. I will literally always have this podcast promo code giving you 10% off. This is going to be an literally an annual conference. Who knows? We might even do biannually or like, you know, is that how you say it? Twice a year? <laughs> I guess that's better the way to say it. We might even start doing it twice a year because we have so many people that are like, man, why do we got to wait for the next one? So anyways, use the promo code podcast. Go to rubcon.com, R-E-W-B-C-O-N.com. Link will be in the description. But today we're talking with a fantastic investor. He invests in all types of properties. He's even doing a brand new build in Texas. He is like a whole land development and, you know, buildings and all that sort of stuff. He invests in Little Rock, Arkansas, and so many other things. I'm bringing on a friend of mine, Paul David Thompson, on the show. All right, here we go. Paul David Thompson, thanks so much for being on the show. I love the energy. Thank you so much. <laughs> so I said Paul David Thompson because that's your website, pauldavidthompson.com. And so that's definitely where you guys need to find him. But he has an awesome podcast. So the Ready Investor One podcast, I've been on there. And Paul's a great guy. He and I met at a conference. And we were just the, it seemed like almost the only real estate investors there. So we were like, hey, let's just hang out together, which is good. Mm-hmm. Now, Paul, 
from then, you know, a number of years now, now you're speaking at RubeCon, the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference, a second time. And it's just great having you, know, having you be a part of the entire community. So before we jump into that, now everybody, you can listen to the previous uh, episodes. Hopefully I'll remember to put it in the description of the last episode when Paul was on. But talk to us a little bit about what you're doing now in your real estate investing business and even with the podcast. Yes. Yeah. So I've uh, taken a bit of a step back from being a active a marketer for the discounted deal. I've I've done that for a while and it's um it can be very profitable but it's also a whole lot of work. And I have found that I like being a a a transaction engineer, I like making deals work, but I do not like the the hustle that it takes, uh the sales cycle that it takes to convert those leads into deals. So I have um, taken the, the knowledge and experience that I have in that business and have basically parlayed that into a lending business and a consulting business. So I'm still using what I know about real estate, but instead of being an operator, I'm typically more of a partner or a lender on deals. The idea of well, transitioning, not necessarily transitioning to where you're getting out of doing certain things, but you're adding to your repertoire or your your business model. You know, mine is residential. I love four units and below. It's just bread and butter. So easy to do. Like I can literally do it in my sleep. But on top of that, being able to add on other things that like, let's say land investing like you're doing, which is amazing that you're, you know, that property that you're developing mm -hmm. down in Texas um, to apartment complexes, to uh, storage units. But we start where we have our bread and butter, but then move into other things. Now, I, I love that you are, you're, you're so well-versed in lots and lots of things. Now at RubeCon, the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference, you're going to be coming and sharing this. It's like it's, I think this is a very, very important topic. What is that topic? And talk to us a little bit about all these five steps and we'll, we'll dive okay. into questions on each one. Sure. So at a high level, what I'm talking about is these are uh, five aspects of running a real estate investment business. And fundamentally, you need every one of these components in order to have a viable going business. And the, but you may not, it may not always be you. So let's just go through them and, and turn real quickly and you can ask more questions. So to begin with, it's time. How much time do you have? If you're a full-time employee, you don't have a lot of time. So, but if you're like you and me, we're full-time investors, we have time. Uh, or you have a deep network. And so every business or every real estate transaction uh, has two parties, a buyer and a seller, and then a whole bunch of other parties for sure uh, are often involved. So that's how deep your network is. And third is money. It's either yours or somebody else's to make the transaction happen. And the fourth one is knowledge. And it's you take all these kind of collection of aspects of, of the business and you have to kind of compile it into uh, one transaction to make the thing actually happen. And as you know, when you're first getting started, most people are very short on this. And lastly, it's deal flow. So if you have all these other components lined up, then you have a consistent set of deals. And some people like wholesalers, they don't really have maybe time, money, uh, uh, probably have some knowledge, but they don't have it, uh, much else, but they have consistent deal flow and they sell their access to deal flow and that's how they make their money. So there's a lot of different aspects of a business and you need to find, if you don't have all these things, you need to find somebody else that has it to make the transaction happen. So before we jump into each specific one and giving us the overview of what each one is, because those are absolutely right. I a hundred percent agree with you. What would be a 
a, a direction that somebody who's very brand new to investing, they would jump past all of these, or they'll even just not even know that they're there and do it the wrong way. What are your thoughts about the uh, the negatives or something like a, a trap that some people might go into? And then we can dive into all the specifics. Well, the trap for, for most people, if they're um, new, is they lack the knowledge. You can have every other one of these things in place, but if you don't know how to get things to, to move, you don't know the kind of the rules of real estate, then you're, you're, you're hamstrung. So if, if your, if lack of knowledge becomes your, your problem, then the solution is you need to go get educated. I found the most expensive uh, cost of any business or actually probably life in general is lack of knowledge and lack of understanding on how to do things right. In fact, when I would do things wrong, it's because I didn't know what I was doing and I would lose lots of money. So I think that's absolutely right. Okay, so in the idea of building a business, well, I love that you and I, well, that that we are investors and that's where we're classified at on my IRS tax returns. As I'm, a, I'm an investor and mm -hmm. that's the classification of it. Um, obviously, a lot of great benefits with that, but it takes a lot of work to be an investor. So jump into the first one. What do we do to make sure that we can actually have more time in our lives if we can? Like I literally sleep faster as best I can. I sleep faster so that I have, I'm like, I, I'm only going to sleep six hours today because mm -hmm. I have to get these things done. So talk to us about the time. Yeah. Time is is interesting because um, a lot of people who are are trying to get into real estate, they're, they're working a day job and that's the situation I was in. And so you, you can talk about, you know, optimizing your time. You can talk to talk about, and those are really interesting, uh, worthwhile conversations. Um, but it is possible for you to do this business with you having limited time. Um, uh, that's what passive investors do. They, they, uh, buy deals or they invest in deals like through Fundrise or through some other kind of type of fund where they're using their capital. They, they have a lot of money. So they let their time so so that they're basically buying their time back by putting their money to work. And I think that's the best investment of all is to spend the capital you have to get your time back. They, the one thing that you spend that you can never, ever make any more of is time. And so when you're anybody, not to be you know too uh, downer, but when you're on your deathbed, you're not going to be thinking, man, I wish I would have worked more and not hanged out with my family or you know be around and having kids and seeing them grow. Like, no, you're going to be thinking about the things that are actually meaningful and the time that you waste on other things. Let's say social media, which could I would say can usually be a waste of time. Other people might have good reasons for it, but. Mm -hmm. It, drain, it drains time as opposed to gets your time back. So if you could spend money to increase the amount of uh, ability in the short time frame, like it's instead of taking 10 years to get to where you're successful and employed, you take three years because you've spent money or you've you've hired a coach or like you've accelerated that time. I It took me like eight years to become financially independent. I wish I would have done it like three. If I paid somebody right. else, I just wasn't smart enough to do that. Yeah, most of us, and it's just the default lesson that we're all given, is the, the the plan is to spend your time to make money. But I would so much rather be in the place where I can spend money that I've, I've been able to accrue to buy back time. And that's how uh, really wealthy people are able to become really wealthy is because they are uh, making these decisions that, that are exponential in nature. So they're not doing a one for one transaction. So 
a really good example of this is what we're doing right here. You and I could have a one-on-one conversation that is very rich and we could improve each other by doing have that conversation. But when we record it, now there's how many thousands of people could potentially, millions potentially could hear this, right? So you're, and you take this video, you put it on YouTube and then it's on YouTube for ever. And YouTube specifically has a, a, uh, the nature of it, that if it's really good content that people engage with, people can go back and watch that for year, months and years later. And as a producer of that content, uh, Dustin, you get a little piece of, of revenue from that AdSense spin without any affiliates, without any uh, um, Amazon links, without any, um, just like you're getting income. So if you think about the time you're spending right here could potentially make you on, on this exact video, $10,000 over the next five years. Is that possible? I would absolutely agree. Yes. And yeah. thinking of your, the YouTube comment or the thought of YouTube, the last one that you talked last episode that you had, we were talking about midterm properties and you mm-hmm. came to RubeCon, taught about midterm properties, open a lot of people's minds, which is fantastic. Now with the midterm property, that one video has exploded because that term has really been searched for by people. Sure. And that one video is literally just skyrocketing in how many views. Yeah. And Dustin, I haven't gotten any checks. Um, yeah. For, <laughs> for, <laughs> where, I should have set up an affiliate link. See, I wasn't thinking you like that. I, I, I exchanged my time for money one time, but Dustin had the wherewithal to, I mean, so who was the smart person in that transaction, right? I mean, like that's how, and that's why media creation or creating any sort of like um, uh, code or software that the the way you can distribute it is, it, it, there's almost no limit to it. Like it's almost, the, the limit is the amount of attention from the world that you can get people access to. The number of people access to the internet is your limiting factor there. Whereas when you're, uh, a consultant and you're just doing a one-on-one transaction, how much per hour rate could you actually charge for that? I mean, even if it's a hundred thousand dollars, it's you're limited by that one, that, that one transaction. Brilliant. Okay. What's the second thing we have to look at? Network. And so, um, this is, I, I don't mean for this all to come back to media because it's really about real estate, but we, uh, you and I are our content creators. And, um, when you are, working deals, you have to have somebody that you can call to help you, whether it's a title agent, a real estate attorney, uh, whether it's a private lender to help you make the deal happen. The more people you know, and the richer and fuller your network is, the more things you can do in life. And you are the average of the five people that you spend the time around. And you um, will either raise or, or lower to the level of the people you're spending the most time with. So what does that tell you? Like you need to always be looking up to see if you can level up um, the the kinds of people that you're around, which is why I like going to conferences because you've self-selected for people who are willing to, to pay, willing to travel, and they're interested in learning. Those are amazing qualities and getting around like-minded people. And let's say you want to be a really good YouTuber where you're, if you go to a conference, you're going to be around the people that see that as a goal for them, number one, but number two, they're so dedicated to that, that they spent money and their time 
to go and be a part of that. And I want to pause for a quick second and share that honestly, I really want you to invest in real estate. My new goal in my life, my first goal was to quit my job in 10 years. And I did that, accomplished that at 37. Now my new goal is to help 1 million people invest in real estate. So two things I would ask from you. Number one, if you get anything out of this episode, please share it with somebody else. Just say, hey, you know, check out Dustin, Master Passive Income. He really wants to help a million people to invest in real estate. That's number one. Number two, I want to get you to invest in real estate. Get my real estate investing course absolutely for free. Text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L, to 33777. Rental to 33777. I'll literally give you my course, show you how to find an area of the country to invest, how to build the business first. You know, I always talk about that and how to find the right properties, how to make sure you're getting experts to do the work for you and scale the business to where you're making $250 or more in passive income, scale it to quit your job. I'll literally get to you or go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Obviously, it'll be in the description, but I really, really want you to invest in real estate because the more that actual normal everyday people own real estate that are good landlords, the better everybody's life gets. I know every single time I go to a conference, I grow tremendously, mm. not just in my knowledge, but in my network, in the people that I know that want to work with me or I can help them or whatever it might be. We all can help each other. So that's why I love the idea of RubeCon. In fact, Paul, you know this. Uh, when I started RubeCon, I had the idea of something that I wish I had when we first started. I started in 2006. I wish there was something like this. And now we have something, a community of people that's literally just, let's all get together and help each other out. That So 100% agree with the networking. Let me tell you a little story that uh, was interesting that I recently joined a mastermind for creating um, hedge funds and it, it's, it's, it's real estate or crypto or just, but it's all about like creating a fund and they had an event in Cancun in, I think it was last fall, um, a few months ago. Um, I went to this uh, event and I finally went into the room that I felt like the dumb guy in the room. Like, you know how you always, you're looking, you're, you're always looking it. for the room where you're not the smartest guy in the room. Um, and like going into that room and saying, you know, oh, I have 40 rental properties and I've, I'm financially independent and I was table stakes. Like that was not impressive. Just to get that you was, in the door, you have to be there. <laughs> now you had to pay a, a fair amount of money to be part of this, uh, this, this, this mastermind that was part of it. But also th these are people who were looking to do things. I mean, the, these were not people who were just, you know, trying to um, make themselves look good. I mean, they had accomplishments and everybody that I talked to um, with almost no exception that was in that room um, had a similar or way better story than than you and I had can, because we have very similar backstories and what we've done would just like, that's like the floor of where that conversation started in there. And so I, which I enjoyed that. And they started talking about stuff and, in raising capital. I mean, there are people in the room who consistently raise a hundred million dollars a year. And it was like, yeah, like these are like major players. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> that is so cool. So, it's so getting around the right people is awesome. Exactly, exactly. And then we went out and did all these activities. And afterwards, um, I was so beat and worn out. And they were all like fine. And and I was like, what? And like. I, I started feeling my age. I started feeling my weight and I noticed everybody, everybody around here is like in really good shape. Like maybe I should start watching what I'm eating. You know, it's like, it's this effect on you. It's like, you know, this is um, a different caliber. And you're right. The people that you're around, 
I think it's saying you're the average of five people that you spend the most time with mm-hmm. and 100% right. So I love not being the smartest person in the, road, in the room. In fact, if you walk into a room and you want to be the smartest person, you're just arrogant and prideful. And a lot of people don't really want to be yeah. around you, just to be completely honest. But yeah. if you go into hoping to not be the smart one, to actually learn from other people and really just try to be around other people that are smarter than you, oh my goodness, you're going to grow. Okay, so what is the next one we have after this? Money. And we are, we're all doing this for money. And in order to uh, make a real estate transaction happen is somebody has to fund the deal. And that could be you and your own cash. It could be your network who helps you raise that cash. Um, you could spend your time. You could spend, you could use another deal as to parlay into another one, but somehow or another you need money. And so as we're going through these five, you're kind of ranking, ranking yourself in a one to 10 and whatever you are, it's fine, but you might have like a two in time, but you might have a 10 in money. Um, and when it comes to money, um, you, you, it's just like, it's really hard for people to get around this is you don't have to have the money. You have to have access to somebody else who has the money and you need to set up a structure that's a win-win for both parties. And with that, I like the way that you have this in order because I've been asked the question, well, Dustin, if you lost everything, like all your businesses, all your real estate, everything, and you had to start over and you had a thousand dollars to your name, well, what would you do? And for me, it like the thousand dollars that would just help me to be fed. Like it, I wouldn't even care about that thousand dollars. It's the network around the people that I can be around that have access to everything else that I would need. And how can I help them and build them up with the networking? But then mm-hmm. we have to be around the right people that do have the money. I love using other people's money. In fact, I love buying properties with no money out of my pocket to buy that property. And it makes me money. So mm-hmm. I love that, that aspect of making sure that we're, putting things in order of, of really of importance, number one, but number two, and then building on that. So with the money aspect that does uh, allow you to have, when you say, and I, I love this, we were on a call, another call, uh, we were talking about access to capital. That's what we need in this great time. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be one of the best times ever to invest mm-hmm. in real estate. If you have access to the capital, somebody else's capital, but you have access to use it whenever you need, my goodness, you're going to be making a ton of money. Yeah. And as you kind of grow up through as an investor, as a real estate investor specifically, um, you find out that um, the money is really in the money. Uh, you know, there there's a whole lot more work involved in actually dealing with the hard asset. Now, somebody has to do it for sure. But as you kind of go up the level in the hierarchies, um, if you have access to in control of the capital, and it, again, it could be like a fund, like what I'm doing is you're using, you're parlaying other people's capital who are very happy to to invest in, in your fund for a passive arrangement and you pay them a, a piece of the pie and then you go and put the, the money to work and you find use your network to find the, the deals to make the money the money work. And it's what banks do. And why do you think every city you go to, the biggest buildings are always banks? Because the money's in the money. <laughs> You're 100% right. And I was thinking of, um, somebody posted this on Facebook. It was a really good idea of how money really just goes to bank. Everything, if you were paying with cash, money goes for like $50 for one thing goes from me to whatever I'm buying. And that's that $50 goes them. But if I use a credit card, it's still $50. I swipe my credit card what is it? Two and a half percent goes to the yeah, bank or more. Fee. The three yeah. is a fee for it. So they, that operator, whoever is businesses, they get less, let's say $47, let's say $3 mm-hmm. goes to, to the bank. They get $47 and $3 goes to the bank just for the privilege of utilizing their quick way of paying. I was like, oh my goodness, banks are making money. So if you can figure out a way to be the bank, 
my goodness, you're going to be doing terrific. Okay, what's the next step? Well, this is a good parlay into what you said a while ago was, was basically about the, the knowledge. So if you were to like just strip away everything that you had access to, Dustin, but you still had your knowledge, that is what you spent the most time acquiring. And that's the one thing that would be the hardest to replace um, other than time. Like, like, and, and, and time, what I mean, this is not how much time you have left in your life. What I mean is how much time per week do you have to spend on a, a given uh, activity, right? Um, so when it comes to, to knowledge, um, like we are constantly acquiring new information. And one of the reasons you and I are going to conferences is so that we can acquire new knowledge. And it's amazing when you go as a, as a speaker to a conference, well, you speak for the one or two times you might speak there, but then you're basically now at, at another conference where you get to learn from all these other speakers who are there. And it, it is, I mean, almost a given that I will come out, come away with three nuggets uh, that I just never imagined that I would come away with when I go to a conference like RubeCon. I can't tell you how many students of mine that, you know, single family or residential properties mm -hmm. that Go went that went to RubeCon and then found so many other ways to invest in real estate. They're like, my goodness, I didn't know this was out there. I'm like, yes, it's out there, and there are awesome people that are going to be there to help us to learn mm -hmm. how to do this. And that's why I just love. And actually, what's fun, Paul? Obviously, you and I are friends, and so all the speakers are basically friends of mine. And like, hey, I want to induce all of my audience and all of our our audiences to all these awesome people, like all of our friends, because man, if you get all like right now, I think we have 37 speakers now and I vetted them as best I can. And uh, most of them are really, really, uh, you know, uh, close with it's amazing. Like just to be in a room around all these 37 speakers that are expert investors. And then us as speakers being around each other. Oh my goodness. Like it's, a, it's going to be an explosion of inspiration as well as just massive action and tremendous wealth growth. So Good. Okay. I love that knowledge because with knowledge, like I have so many people come to me and say, well, Dustin, how do I do this? How do I do that? Because they just don't know. It takes time to learn that. If you want to learn on your own, it takes a lot more time. If you want to help somebody else show you, it's much faster. Now this last one, which is a really good one. And I like the way personally, I like the way you put it last deal flow because mm -hmm. deal flow, the deals, there are so many deals out there. And all of us, when we're beginning investing, we think we have to do that first. That's our number one thing. We got to get deals. No, 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 no. I believe there are so many deals out there. Once you build your foundation, then those deals, now, as soon as you get one, you know what to do with it. So talk to us about deal flow. Yeah. So obviously to have a real estate transaction that you need something to buy. And so you need a good deal, right? So you have to have a reason to buy this thing. We, we don't just want to buy anything just for the sake of buying it. It's not just a property, but it's a deal on the property. And, and that's a distinction. Like it has to go through underwriting and it has to make sense. But then somebody is in control of that deal. And it's the person who put it under contract, right? So somebody spent some time, spent some money probably, definitely had a lot of knowledge and they put it under contract. But once it goes under contract, what you do with it still becomes something of, of, of an option. You you need somebody else in that party probably to make the deal the, the deal happen, and that's where you use your network to raise the money. That's where you use your network to make sure that you do your due diligence properly. You have your inspections done, and you perhaps bring in partners to make uh, big deals like in multifamily or big land developments like I'm working on in Texas. Uh, it takes a lot of parties to get these things done. They're just too big of uh, projects. Uh, but uh, when you have access to deals, then you have something that you can then uh, uh, put out in the market and you could either 
raise the money, you can find partners, or you could sell the, sell the, uh, the contract itself. There's a lot of different aspects of it. And that's what wholesalers do is they basically spend a lot of time getting access to deals and then they decide how to exit it. And who gets to decide how to exit it? The wholesaler, because they have the property uh, legally tied up with a, a legitimate purchase sale agreement. I love that. And as you were going through this, these five things to actually, and what we really come down to is we're building a business. We're building a foundation so that we can continually grow and continually build something that is going to hopefully last us. And I love the idea of generational wealth, um, mm -hmm. being able to pass down these properties. So I used to, from the very beginning, I was always talking about just long-term buy and hold, but what it really comes when I, when I say long-term it's buy and hold, like it's, it's not just long-term properties, like, you know, one year leases and five-year leases or whatever it might be, but no, it could be short-term, could be midterm. It could be apartment complexes, like buy and hold. Like I'm not a huge fan of syndications for multifamily because you have to exit in three to five years. I yep. would rather own that, refinance it, pull the my investor or pay my investors off so that I own it perpetually mm -hmm. and be able to pass it down to my kids. So is there anything else in this these five steps that we also need to be taking into account? So this is the foundation. Like this gets you started. You get those things, five things down, and you can start doing deals. And as I started doing deals, I started recognizing where I'm the best and where I'm not the best. And then you start, like you just said, you start to overlay a business on top of this. And there's like every real estate business falls into one, has some aspect of all these things into it. And you need to find the discipline that you are the best at. And then I've a lesson that I've learned uh, over the last couple of years is that now I want to like think about this in kind of like a three, three dimensional thing. Like, so we've like, most people are playing checkers in life, right? You and I have been playing chess. Well, now let's talk about talking three-dimensional chess from Star Trek. Um, the way you play three-dimensional chess with these concepts is how can every decision that you're making and every deal that you're doing compound on the next uh, transaction? So you know, you, the only way you're going to become really wealthy is by making money while you sleep, when you're not doing a one-for-one -one transaction. How can you be doing this for a one to uh, one domain transaction, which is one of the reasons why I've stopped flipping houses and why I've stopped wholesaling, because that's a one for one transaction. You can make good money for it, but you're constantly having to take down the next thing. So like, let's list some of the ways that you make money while you sleep. Rent, uh, interest, uh, intellectual property, royalties. Um, like th these are like, there's only so many ways, the dividends from stocks, maybe um, there's only so many ways that you can make money while you sleep. And the reason you like, um, like the idea of hanging onto the property is because there's rent and capital appreciation over time, right? Because that's happening without you having to do a lot on a daily basis, each transaction. So um, there's a lot of different ways to do that. And so if you'll notice everything I'm doing now is setting up for exponential type uh, thinking. So I'm into the funding business because I want to be a lender and earn interest where I'm not having to chase, chase things around. I'm in the consulting business and the media business, which is basically YouTube and that kind of thing. And these all kind of create a flywheel that feed into the next thing. So I have real estate knowledge, which I am then taking and making consulting business for which I can have employees and I have intellectual property that run it. I don't have to be the one running it. Um, and then that rolls into being able to do lending and then lending naturally rolls into more content and knowing these businesses creates more content, which then turns into more potential uh, clients. And just like, it's like a flywheel. 
And so you you take a lot of work to get these things set up. So I want don't want to discount how much time and effort and energy it takes to build these things. But once they are going, they naturally feed the next thing. Let me give you an example of what the, I would say the opposite, but if you didn't do it this way, which you're hundred percent right in this way. So I, obviously I'm an investor, invest in real estate. I create a master passive income and those help each other. But then last year, actually it was like 2019 and I'm glad it didn't happen right before COVID hit, like three months before COVID hit, I was about ready to start a gym, like a physical gym yep. where it has weights and everything. And I, I was really blessed that they, they were asking way too much money for the location. Mm-hmm. I said, there's no way I'm going to pay that. And I was blessed because COVID hit and we, the business would have been bad. But the bad thing was, even if it was a good business, it didn't help into the other parts of my business, investing in real estate, master passive income. Now, now the right way to do it, like you're saying, and remember, like you just said this, Paul, each one, we're kind of jumping over lots of steps. Like the real estate investing took a long time. Master passive right. income took a long time. Now, the right. next part of the flywheel is a real estate wealth builders conference. Like that is bringing everything together and highlighting so many things that we're, we're it, it just helps everything. And then next thing I'm hoping to eventually get into, like not necessarily, not necessarily a hedge fund, but figuring out a way to where I can have money for my students that really want to invest or raising capital or something like that. That's, that's the next part of the flywheel. But if you can do that where they keep compounding on each other, my goodness, the end is, it's, it's literally limitless. Yeah. And and opportunities come up a lot when you get in these businesses and you have to really think about um, like how to say uh, no to the wrong things and yes to the right things and and the wisdom to know the difference. And it's not always obvious. It's, it's um, very tempting to go and um, run, (laughs) excuse me, run little experiments and and then think, oh, that experiment's working. So now I have to go launch a gym business. Now I have to go launch this. And Everything that I'm doing now, I, and, and I'm, I'm trying to think at, at a much higher level and so that I'm not just having to spin up something and then that doesn't necessarily feed into the next thing that I'm doing. And I think everybody listening to this can take this principle to, to heart and everybody who's really wealthy um, or everybody lives a life of their design that they're happy with their kind of life status. Um, they have done some aspect of this and it could be small scale, but the aspect of it is that, that they're not, they have to buy their time back. That, that's fundamental. And then with their time, when they spend it on any sort of, of activity, it's such that it, it's, they just enjoy it and they do it that way, or it is a compound effect. And if you go and evaluate anybody who's really successful, without a doubt that I have found, without an exception that I found, they all run it that way. I 100% agree, man, Paul, we, I, we, you and I can absolutely talk uh, a very long time, but we're, we're definitely out of time, but I absolutely want everybody to reach out to you or listen to your podcast or connect with you. And especially if you're going to be coming to RubeCon, you're going to be able to hang out with Paul and myself and all the other speakers. Like you're going to have a tremendous time. In fact, most conferences, I don't say most, some conferences, the speakers come, they fly in and they go and do their talk. And hopefully get some sales and then they fly out. They don't hang around. No, this is a community. And so I'm bringing my friends and I want you guys to be there as well. So, Paul, how can people find you online? The best place to find me is on my website, pauldavidthompson.com. And most of my social media handles are some version of Paul David Thompson. So that's probably the best way to find me. So and your podcast as well. Yeah, uh, my podcast um, is uh, I'm actually rebranding it. 
Uh, so by the time this comes out, I will re have rebranded it from Ready Investor One, which is what I've called it for the last few years, to My Freedom Foundry. So I have basically three offers. The way I, I look at this offer is I have everything free. And everything free is called My Freedom Foundry. And I, is a, and I put a lot of attention and energy into providing lots of content um, under that name. And then I have a mastermind and I have a lending company. And these are the, the offers where, you know, if you have... You want to scale a business, then it's good to mastermind. If you have capital to invest, then that makes sense for the fund. That's that's terrific, man. I love it. And one thing that comes to mind too in the rebranding, because I've rebranded before too, other things, and it's hard. It takes a lot of work. And part, all, all of us kind of think, man, I wish I would have thought of this or I wish I would have known this. Well, it goes back to network and the people around you that are higher level than you. They might be able to, like you say, this is what I'm doing. And they think, well, I've done that or I've seen that. Have you thought about maybe branding it this way? And then honestly, really take an objective look, like maybe they might be right and, you know, maybe scrap something. So I wish there were so many things. I was like, man, I wish I would have known beforehand. And that takes so much work to rebrand. So I love it, Paul. I think it's going to be a really good transition to where it's all going to be reciprocal, like you're saying. Yep. Uh, can't. I'm so excited about the, um, the, the place in the world that we are. Um, I think we can each be genuinely and authentically us. And with the, I believe there is a revolution that's coming at us right now. Um, us, our own intelligence and our own um, business acumen and our, our own ability to like uh, access data has been, all been democratized. And with the advent of AI, it's, it's here, it's, it's not coming, it's already here and it's just beginning. And I think it is as big of a revolution as the industrial revolution. So the world after the AI revolution will be more different than, or as different than the, the world is now from the industrial revolution, which is kind of a, a bold statement. Everything that we uh, like, it, it's hard to really uh, put your finger on it, but we need to be all be thinking about, instead of being afraid of it, because it's happening, whether we like it or not, is to recognize that what makes us unique is us being uniquely us. I love that. And I 100% agree because in you're right, that AI is coming and it's well, not just coming, it's already here. But with that, you're going to see in AI, you're going to see some, certain things that are, and eventually I think AI will get this place where it can be seen more genuine than it is. Because right now it seems very, uh, it's not as genuine as you or I, you know what I mean? Like yeah, right. how we talk and what we say, and it it doesn't come across. In fact, I've used those AI generators and I'm like, oh, this is not bad, but it's not the greatest. But when you're genuine, like we are, and that's why I love RubeCon and we're I'm trying as best I can to get genuine people around us. Mm -hmm. It's going to be so much better. So Paul, man, this is great getting to hang out with you again. I look forward to seeing you in person, hanging out all over again at RubeCon. So really appreciate you coming on the show, man. Can't wait to see you. And that is it for today. Go ahead and get my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777, R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. You can also join my Real Estate Wealth Builders group coaching. Get all my courses. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next show. See ya. See ya.